Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. You guys need to write me in and let me know if that like gets old because I think that's how I've started every podcast episode. Yeah. And like, hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. <laughs> and I think I got it from another podcaster too. I think that other podcasters I listen to start their podcast the that hello. way. Like <laughs> You could say, just say, sewing out loud. Yeah, I could. I could. But I say that in the intro. In well, the, the, in the music, in the song, yeah. in the song. That's I Mallory sing. singing in that the song. That is me singing that. We get that question sometimes. That is me all singing All of those it. voices are her. Yes, all, all of those, those voices it's are just me. just different tracks of her. Original composition. Um, okay, so today When she goes, ha, ah, ah, oh. <laughs> it's not a mistake. <laughs> so today we're talking about the three thread narrow. On your serger. On your and surgery. or overlock, however you want Over, to speak of it. Overlocker. Right. Uh, people say that they, the UK people are like, they, they imagine. They say overlocker. And they like, we imagine all our US people like running really fast or something. Or surging. Like, yeah, surging, you know, forward. I, you know, I don't know where that word surge comes from because it's spelled S-E-R-G-E-R. Well, that's a type of fabric, right? Yeah. It's a weave, maybe? Yeah. Well, here, we're experts. Yeah, we're let's, experts. Uh, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not I'm not exactly sure. We should find that out. But I do you want to say we're doing this episode because um this is kind of a controversial uh topic. For some reason we're met with resistance on this. Yeah, and uh, it just brings up a lot of questions and we've done an episode on serger stitches, and we talked about this, but people seem to want an episode on just the three-thread narrow. Right. And we've also done a lovely video of mom talking about the three-thread narrow. Right. And I'm really proud of that video, and I want to make more videos like that. It is ZD, just kind it's of... like a TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, TED Talk about stitching. She needs a headset and to be on stage. Yes. And, like, some dramatic pauses, but... You know, it's just mom talking, and then we do have – we've inserted some visual demonstrations of what we're talking about, and um, so it's not particularly, like, instructional, like, how right. to three-thread, because it's different on everyone's surger. Right. Well, yeah, some yeah. things are different it can about be different. It. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I liked that video a lot, and so the, that will be linked to in this podcast episode. It is a video that's already been made, so – 
<laughs> it's been released. No, it's out there. It, it shouldn't be a problem. So how do they find it, Mallory? Well, you can go to sohere.com and you can click on podcasts and you'll find this episode. It'll be called Three Thread Narrow. You could search for Three Thread Narrow on our site. Um, I don't have a really clever way. You mean, no, I'm talking about my film is under podcast. It should be yes, oh, okay. because it'll be in this episode. Uh, um, oh, okay. And if you search the but if you search the website, there will be a blog post too. Right. Uh, okay. Called the Three Thread Narrow, and probably the podcast and the video will be in there too. I don't know if anybody just be able to link to it like crazy. Every there will be so much available, so many ways to consume information about the Three Thread Narrow. So, the Three Thread Narrow. Let's just define it right quick. Before we move on. Well, in a, in a sense, it defines itself. In a sense. It's, it's three threads. <laughs> yes. Well, the three threads we are talking about. The three threads we are using in the three thread narrow uh-huh. is the needle, the right needle, uh-huh. which s- helps define it being narrow. That's right. right that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, narrow. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Okay. And then two loopers. An upper looper and a lower looper. That's the three-thread narrow we're talking about, okay? If you put a left needle in your serger and then you thread it, um, that's a wide stitch. Right. Okay? That means that the left needle, it's further away from your blade. It makes a wide stitch. It's not a three-thread narrow. So if you have two needles and two loopers, that's still a wide stitch. Yeah, it's a four-thread. If you have one Mm -hmm. left needle... And two loopers. It's still a wide stitch. That's right. Um, and there is a place for all of these serger stitches. It's not like the three thread narrow is our only stitch we ever use. Okay. Uh, and we've discussed this in past episodes. Right. So there's a place for every serger stitch. None of them are evil. The three thread narrow is not an evil stitch, everyone. Right. Okay. Like it's <laughs> got its place. Um, so we receive a lot of resistance to this. And I do want to just say up front here, it's something you've used for a long time. Longer than me yes. because you're you've been alive longer than me. Right, I would say I probably started using it actually in the manner I'm using it now, like in the sense I'm using it, where I got the sense for it. I used it before you were born, but when you were a baby is when I really started utilizing it. Sort of, I'd say in the ways I do now. Okay, so I'm 28. Right. Okay. And then I started sewing uh, when I was like five and I started using a serger pretty regularly, I'd say when I was like 10, you know, um, so I've been using this stitch and uh, for, I guess, 18 years or whatever. But we have materials, we have a library of sewing books and we've looked back and we were like, man, are we like big outliers here um, using the three thread narrow right. in the way that we do? No, we're no, not. No. Okay, this really isn't like a new use for it. The, <laughs> the actual way, like I started really utilizing it a lot uh-huh. and thinking, like, was I was actually reading something. I, you know, I, I'd like to give the author credit, but I can't tell you yeah, who it was. Sure, um, they were constructing a leotard, uh-huh. and they were using a three thread rolled oh so maybe it was in like your tutu research no now? it was before that because oh, okay. i think i was making a leotard for like hillary okay you know you were t- you were tiny figure so she was she was like t- right yeah, yes she was yes. figure skating she at was that figure time. skating at the time so it was one of her little skirts or you know we used to just make the little skirts that basically they had the panty and the skirt on them uh-huh. and they would wear like a sweater right and they would wear tights but um 
so I made a lot of those right at that time. Talk about something that took no fabric and was really quick, right? But um, especially for a little kid. Well, and they cost an enormous amount of money to buy. Right, Just these little sure. practice skirts. Um, according to you, they cost a lot. Well, of money. you remember? No, I mean, <laughs> right? Because I could sell. It was like no, in there the, would be. I mean, that would have been in what the eighties. Uh huh. The late eighties. It was like $45 for this little skirt. Right. Well, and people didn't know what like spandex was. Well, people yes, did not were, know the fabrics. It was not as common. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. people were not familiar. Spandex was just really getting more popular. Right. You know, um, I mean, it'd been out for a while, but it was really, really now being used. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So we've been using it for a long time. It's right. not new to use it in garment sewing like we do. And I've started writing a blog post that you haven't seen yet. Uh-oh. And I'm trying to work out why the sewing zeitgeist is like it is right now. Okay? Like, why is this discussion of the three-thread narrow so incendiary uh, <laughs> at this point in the sewing dialogue or whatever, you know? So why is it still an outcast and Yes, why is Instead it... just an overcast? Oh, very <laughs> nice, very nice. Um, so we use the three-thread narrow to construct knit garments, active wear, swimwear, yes. sleepwear. I'm looking at your nightgown. I just made a nighty gown. Right. This is probably going to be published in the month of making pants, but uh, trousers, pants. But right now we're in month well, of making Well, I'm going to do it on a pair of pants, and next thing I'm making okay. is a pair of pants. I'm wearing a pair of leggings made with the three-thread narrow. What are we going to call those pants? They're not – they're – they're uh, Joggers. Joggers. I was like, not Mom, run, I was going to say runners. They're not, yeah. not sweatpants, Mom. Yeah. They are – They're runners. Jo- joggers. Yeah. I, and, yeah, I <laughs> joggers. don't even consider them that. They're still kind of close. Yeah, Whatever. We'll see. Um, so we'll see what we make. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it'll turn out to be. So – when we use the three-thread narrow to construct these knits, the three-thread narrow is useful because it is the least stable stitch on the serger. So what she's saying is the stretchiest stitch. When I say least stable, that does not mean least secure. And it doesn't mean it's going to fall apart. That's right. So we want these stretchy fabrics that we're using to be able to stretch and move on our bodies. And we, wanna... not, we don't want to pop a stitch and we don't want to pull a hole in the fabric. Yes. And we want to be able to like stretch on this little sports bra right. over our heads. And we want to be able to pull on these leggings and, you know, pull, 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 stretch, right. stretch, stretch. This fat fabrics we use 50 to 75% stretch. Okay, that is almost, if you get a fabric that's 75% stretch, so at some point the fabric could almost double in yeah, its width. Yeah, well, it does. Okay, it does, yeah. yeah. That is, whoa, 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 real stretchy. Now, I think a lot of people know, but let's talk about how you, if you construct something, a close-fitting garment out of stretchy fabric with a straight stitch, and then you go to wear it, the stitches will pop, right? They will pop. Because the straight stitch is not stretchy. Unless you are like the skinniest little tube in the whole world and somehow can like, you know, wheel yourself into well, it without no, stretching you, anything. You don't, you don't have to be skinny. Your garment could be made with positive ease versus negative ease, right? It could be a garment well, right. that doesn't That's need true. to stretch. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and right. We, and we have heard this said, all t-shirts have negative ease. That is not true. No. 
No. All knit garments do not have negative ease. I mean, it's just whether it does or not. Right. Negative right? ease means that the measurement is less than the body measurement. So if your waist is 30 inches, a negative ease of one would be twenty-nine, a 29-inch waist. Right. But you're putting the 29-inch waist on a 30-inch waist. That's right. And the fabric you've chosen stretches, so it's like, oh, good. I'm using the stretchiness of this fabric to sort of keep my right. garment in place. Right. Uh, to, to, to give me the fit I want. To ensure a close right. fit because I am being active or right. I want this to be close to my body because it's an undergarment right. or it's a whatever, you know. It's a swimsuit. I don't want a... It to be real loose because I want it to cover me or whatever. So just keep that in mind. So we're using this stretchy stitch, this three thread narrow on these garments. And yeah, we just use it. We've just been like using it and <laughs> been going on baby our merry clothes way. like crazy. <laughs> like, like little baby sleepers, little baby leggings, little baby hats. We've been going on our merry way, teaching this to people. Big people leggings, big people hats. Yep, yep. Uh, when big we, people t-shirts. When we've had a sewing store, we've just been teaching this, just been doing it, da-da-da. We get on the internet. We right. have a podcast. And we, and we have no trouble when we're teaching this in person. Sure. Nope, no problem. We get on the internet. We have a podcast. We start a Facebook group. We are on Instagram, da-da-da-da-da, like, you know, and I'm not saying we're, we're like... We're multimedia. Yes. And I'm not saying we're the most, like, famous, you know, sewing personalities out there, but we've just gotten to interact with a lot more people. And all of a sudden, we get all of this, like, poor reaction to the three-thread narrow. Three-thread narrow doesn't work. You can't seam with a three-thread narrow. Um, it falls apart. It falls apart. Da, it da, da, doesn't da. lock. Yeah. Um, it will unravel. And we're like, whoa. And honestly, not my three thread narrow. Well, yeah. Okay, shook my confidence for a minute. I was like, is no, there something? We started we started like testing it on in situations because yes, we couldn't believe I it. I said, is there something I don't know about this? Um or la 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 la. I mean, I cuz I think we've in the blog post I say we are open to our ideas and concepts being challenged, you know. Uh we are it's, it's okay to say, hey, this didn't work for me in the group, and then we'll and, talk to right, you about it. Right, something could come up that it didn't, it doesn't, yes. or it doesn't work in a certain situation. But I do, I think the reason this has come up and been so resisted is I think that a lot of the people who are creating a lot of popular sewing media nowadays are not as experienced as some of the people who are creating traditional sewing media in years past. Okay. Okay. Sure. Like people writing sewing books that, you know, consumers would go out and buy. They had learned to sew and had a lot of experience because a publisher isn't just going to like publish somebody's right. sewing book. Because there, there was an investment put into that. That's book. right. Now, anyone can have a blog and, you know, anyone can have a podcast. And anybody mom. can tell you, yes, and anybody can tell you to do anything and it doesn't have to have been tested that's or right. worked out or what or or anybody can have a blog you don't have to audition it no you don't have to audition mom <laughs> anyone can have a podcast i'm saying this about us okay anyone no. can have a, you know honestly anyone can have a pattern company too or a facebook group like you can anyone now can just... because there's desktop publishing that's right in all medias that's right um so i think that Maybe some of these people have never even tried right. a three-thread narrow, 
okay? Because um, basically, there's some crap out there that wasn't out there before. Exactly, and I'm not. I sound... and it's in everything. Cooking. Oh, sure. You know, uh, we see it in like construction and in painting do things I, that we do. Know. I sound like such a curmudgeon though with that whole explanation. Like, well, in the good old days, everyone. It's who not wrote, the good you know? old days. It's not the good old days. But there has been a link taken out of. Um, editing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what, what, not just editing, but you know, the proof is in the now. You remember Julia Child, the friend that um, published all the recipes, and she didn't try them all out. Yeah, she didn't even know that they worked. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Julia Child. Oh yeah, because I have just been—I have the joy of cooking or mastering. Right. Oh God, what's the book actually called? It's the two book. It's like mastering the art of French cooking. Cooking, right? Uh, and I've been looking at them, and I'm like. Wow, this book is so well-researched, so right. well put forward. She mentions other techniques and says, but I don't like those. Right, and she gives you a reason for the technique she's using. Yes, yes. and I'm like... Mm. Or an application or, or says, I've used it and it works better here. I feel so comfortable using the recipes because I feel like they're going to be really reliable. I look, I look on the internet for recipes too, guys. But what I was doing, we have chickens now and we have a lot of eggs, and I'm like, I need to make a you know, a killer quiche. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask Julia what she would do, you know? So what better place, right, to um, get that information? And I thought, this is like, I was like, man, this is the kind of sewing media, like, that I want to put out. Right. You know, uh, really, really well-researched. So I think that's what's happened with the three-thread narrow is it's kind of not been used. And let's take a short break and come back and talk about why that is. Everybody, it's Mallory here in your message break, and I just want to make an announcement or a disclaimer or whatever we're supposed to call it that we are going to start using affiliate links as uh, a way to get support for the podcast and for our website and everything like that. Uh, Mom, do you know what an affiliate link is? <laughs> okay, she's affiliating me with something, and I have no idea what this is about. Yeah, I totally like used, you know, our, our tax ID number to, yeah. you know, da, da. so what an affiliate link is. I'm gonna wind up like in jail and not know what I'm being charged with. Is yeah, that prob- right? Probably. Okay. Uh, no, because we're disclaiming it right now. Oh, so okay. <laughs> affiliate links. I'll just need a lawyer. I yes. won't go to jail. Yes, okay. Yes. And we'll make money from the affiliate links to pay for the lawyer. <laughs> So ZD's going to need to keep her butt out of jail. No, we're doing it all right. Okay, so here's the deal. Affiliate links are links that we post uh, that maybe to Amazon or or to other products or on other platforms. And when you click through and you buy things on Amazon or, or you subscribe to something, you know, that we're an affiliate for, we get a kickback. Okay. Oh, we make money? Yeah, we make a little bit of money. And what's really cool about the Amazon thing is uh, you know, you make we make the kickback on on everything you buy. <laughs> so, uh So if they buy a refrigerator, I can make I can make money on it. That is correct. Hey everybody, buy a refrigerator. No, we're not. Okay, so th- that's something we're not supposed to do, right? Oh, we're not supposed to, I, so now I am going to wind up in yes. jail. So the terms of service, though, I just want to let you all know is that we have to disclaim like, "Hey, we're an affiliate for this or this, you know, when we share this tracing paper from Amazon that has free shipping, this is an affiliate link. You need to know that I am not just innocently recommending this. Uh, and we will get a kickback on that. So you're going to see some of those in the group. It's never going to be 
uh, crap that we don't I was going to say, even though we could endorse crap... We won't. We're not going. We're actually going to maintain our ethics. <laughs> yes. Okay. And we're going to find you things at places that ship fast. Uh, we're going to recommend products that we really enjoy using. If you've ever ordered something from us, you may have noticed that Mallory's not the most organized uh, shipper and packer. So we are going to play to our strengths and really focus on creating the podcasts, the videos, the online classes, and allow other businesses that are really good at shipping things <laughs> to ship things to you. So just be aware that we will be using those affiliate links. Uh, there are lots of ways to let you know. I can just say this is an affiliate link or sometimes people use hashtags and I've been getting really creative and using and it's been a lot of fun already in the group. So uh, just heads up, we're going to be doing that. And if you click on an affiliate link, know that if you purchase something, you'll be supporting SoHere.com, and we so appreciate it. Good idea, Mal. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Mom, when's the last time you bought a serger? <laughs> well, I don't know. How old is the ovation? It's a few years old, I guess. Yeah. I I can't remember. Well, it's got to be... Three or four. Four, five, four, four or five, because Zelda... Well, we... I it, wasn't pregnant, you know? I was going to say, it has to be older than her. Whenever it came out, we got it. Yeah. Well, when you when buy... Did we get, right, because the next year we went to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. And I was pregnant. And you were pregnant then. Yeah. So... When you buy a serger from a big box store or from a dealership, and if it's a four-thread serger, mm -hmm. it's often threaded up. And it has two needles in it, mm -hmm. and it'll have four threads. Even if it's a five-thread, a lot of times they won't have that fifth uh -huh. spool on there. Sure. Right, but because that's your cover or your chain. So a lot of times, right. kind of no matter what serger you're getting, mm -hmm. it'll be threaded up for a four-thread. And it'll have a little sample there mm -hmm. on a piece of fabric. And a lot of times they use four different colors, which is nice. Yep. You know, color-coded. So, And there'll be a little sample maybe sewn out there, and it'll be a four-thread. Yeah. Wide stitch. Right, a four-thread. Right. Two needles, two loopers. And so I think what happens is a lot of people are afraid to rethread their sergers. Um, or they don't know that there are other surgery right. stitches uh, that can be used. You mean there's people that don't read their manual? Uh, yeah, out there? Might, might be people uh. like that. And they just go ahead on their merry way. Right. And you can seam a knit with a four thread. 
Right. You can finish a seam with a four-thread. You can do these things. When you run the fabric through your serger with a four-thread, with the intention of seaming a knit, it won't explode. Okay. No, and and your knit will – your your seam will still stretch a bit. Yeah. And if it's only a two-way stretch versus a four-way, you know, active wear swimsuit Uh stitch thing you're looking for. Right. You're not going to run into a problem. So I think that that's what happens. And then these people don't have this experience with it, da-da-da-da-da. Now, we like to use the three-thread to seam these knits, as we've said. We like to use the three-thread to finish, three-thread narrow, to finish wovens. That's correct. It's the least amount of bulk. That's right. right. Just to finish off Because you're only piece. using three-threads. There's right. a less thread there. Um, But the four-thread is more stable than the three-thread. Yes. And, in fact, that fourth that fourth thread, which is actually the right needle. The left. Well. No. The right needle is the stabilizing stitch. Okay. Yes. The, the left needle is making the seam. You're right. Yes. Okay. Yes. The right needle is the stabilizing stitch. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And it does make it more stable. Yep. Okay. So it's less stretchy. That's correct. Okay. Um, and that's Okay. If you're not looking for negative ease, right. or you're not stretching it in four directions, that's right. right. Sometimes you're only stretching around the body and not on the lengthwise of the body. So we people will say, "Well, what do you use?" You know, they've come to trust us. They say, "How do you put your leggings right. together? How are you putting that nightshirt together?" And we say, three thread narrow." Right. Then they go to try it, and they will have some problems. Right. And we cover this in the video. So let's talk about some problems people have had with the three thread. Narrow. Um, they have a problem with their stitches coming off the fabric, or they have a problem when they come to a seam intersection. Like well, I call it that intersection problem. There you go. Okay. And what happens is it will seem maybe at the time they're doing it, but it comes loose later on them. Right. And they're like, why does this come loose or what? Well, More than likely, they did not catch enough fabric. Right. So when you're using a serger, the foot is down Uh and the fabric is being run through, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. When you come to that four-way intersection, you've got two seams, two overlock seams you're running over. Right. Now, ideally, in most instances, one seam can be going one way and one the other. Because... That means, like, say your seams were going the same way. Right. That's six layers of fabric. That's right. Right? Now, I will say there's some things that, like on a raglan seam, sometimes I want my stitch, my seams going the same way. Sure. Okay? I, you know, like under the arm, I want them going the same way because I don't want, if it's, if I'm using color blocking, I don't want, you know, the color to show through or okay. something. Okay. But ideally... Mm-hmm. You know, you have one seam laying one way, one seam laying the other, right? And then you're only going over three Three. layers at a time. Sure. But still, there's a bulk there that comes up to your knife and to your presser foot feed dogs, right? right? So what will happen because what happens is now you're going to have more pressure on that fabric because it's thicker. Uh And what happens is that pressure pushes the fabric Away from the knife. Yes. Okay. And what happens is you don't catch the right amount of fabric. Right. In your overlock stitch. 
And if you were using a four-thread, this might, the four-thread and the inherent extra width of the stitch right. would save your bum. Sometimes keeps that from happening. Not always. Not but, always. But, you know, it can. Plus, um, because you're using the four-thread and it's wider, it, it will not creep out as bad either. That's Just right. Just because there's more so, uh, thread on it. So this doesn't happen to us. And... Well, it does happen to us, but we know how to stop it. That's what I We know how to I'm, take it. We yeah, know how ahead. to accommodate yes, it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, talk about that. Well, and people don't notice it happening to mm-hmm. them. It's that minute. Right. Right? It's just not a big, huge. Now, sometimes it's big, and all of a sudden, your stitches are all, you're like, Completely whoa, off the fabric. my stitches aren't even on the fabric. What happened here? And that can happen on one layer of fabric, too. Sure. If you, so what happens when you get more pressure also the fabric is stretching more, uh-huh. which skinnies it up. Yep. If you take a piece of fabric and take a strip of of, of any sort of knit and pull it on its stretch line, you will notice that the fabric now gets narrower. Right. So that's part of what happens. So what Mallory and I know to do or have learned to do is the accommodation of when we get to that intersection – or a bulk, or anything we think is going to be um, cause there to be more pressure, right, on what we're sewing that would skinny that out or push it out from under the foot a little bit, is we know to keep our fingers there and keep a little bit of pressure pushing that fabric towards the knife. Right. Right? So I have my left hand. I'm going to turn away from you so I can. Okay, so you can do it. So I have my left (laughs) hand, and I'm making sure that that fabric does not get scooted out. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm slowing down. Very good. Yeah, that's important. Slow down. Okay, I, I, do I not sew like a banshee? Yes. I mean, it's really hard to make me slow down. Yes. And I slow down there. And so I'm always pushing my fabric sort of toward the knife, like right. you said, because you'll have... And when we say push, it's it's a, a nudge. Guide. It is not like a shove. Sure. Yes. Because you don't want to cut too much off. Right. But immediately, there is this, I think I've talked about like the time-space issue with the serger. The fabric gets cut before it gets to the needles. Exactly. So something's happening to your fabric on a serger that doesn't happen on a sewing machine. You know, it's getting changed. The seam allowance is being taken away before it's getting sewn. And That's we good. know from That's isn't correct. that good? And that is that a nice thing yeah. to say? Okay. Uh, we know from our seam allowances episode that seam allowances provide stability. Right. That's why you don't sew right on the edge of a piece of fabric. Right. Okay. So you need to keep this in mind. It's always going to then spring back a little bit, spring away uh, from that cutting. So you're always guiding it towards the knife, towards the needles, etc., in order to avoid this. We do not go back and stabilize our three-thread narrow intersection points with the sewing machine. I have never, ever, ever done that. (laughs) And I've never blown a seam out. If you need it, if there's something going on there... It's it's not bad, okay, but it's not necessary. Sh- I guess it shouldn't. I really don't. Actually, think it can make it your can, seam. It can make you have a problem. Yes. Okay. It'll it take can away put, the stretch. It can take away the stretch, and you can start developing a hole or a pull somewhere else. Okay. And I have taught. I just I got this flashback every time we talk about this when we talk about the blade. I've taught people to use sergers other than the baby locks. Okay. And I haven't used every single serger on the market. 
I have used a lot of sergers. Okay, then talk to me about high quality, low quality, the way industrial. The, blade, the way the blade is on these baby locks. Right. The blade on like the Ovation, the Imagine, you know, those upper higher the end upper baby end, locks. Right. Okay. The upper blade is actually attached to the machine down below. Right. It comes up from the bottom instead it's, of coming over on an arm yeah. and coming down. Okay, so it's like a hook. Yes. It comes up and goes down. Yes. It comes up and goes down. Yes. Versus what is on a lot of other sergers, it's just a straight blade coming right. down from the top. Right. So the blade on the baby locks is actually much more similar to a scissor. Yes. Coming down. All sergers have lower blades. You might not Your be lower able... blade is your is your blade that doesn't move. Sta- yep, stationary blade. Um it is often made of a harder metal mm-hmm. than the upper blade. And you rarely change the lower one. Yes, because the it doesn't it doesn't wear out. The upper blade is made of a softer metal, so and you, it's also the one that's that's moving. Yep, right. and so if you sew over a pin or something, your upper blade gets damaged, right. not right. both blades. Okay. Well, it can, but more sure. than likely, it's just the top, right? So that blade action, I think, makes a huge difference it does. It in makes stitch a big formation. Difference. And, and quality of the stitch. It does. And pushing the fabric away and creating the correct amount of fabric well, it between do, the it, needle. It keeps, it's also a barrier for yeah. the fabric on the right side and it never leaves. That's right. Where with the other, the some of the other um, blades, the upper blades, it, it moves away from the fabric and there's just like this little piece of metal that stays down there. That's right. And not the, not the full width of the blade. So... It's a different cutting mechanism, right. and I've seen that it functions better. So sometimes we get, you know, we'll also get flack for being like, "Well, I don't need a baby lock. I don't need something that threads for me." We really like. It's the, not just the thread. Yeah, we really like them for other quality reasons, other other features, you know, that they have. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, and the strength of the blade as well. We all know that a sharper knife is safer to use than a dull knife. That's right. I didn't learn that from Julia Child. I learned that from my mom. <laughs> well, <right>? and, and, <laughs> the, and the other thing is, is if you are, if your stitches are dropping off the edge uh-huh. of your fabric and you're kind of, you think you're doing what we, we're suggesting by, you know, keeping that little nudge of the fabric in the right position and you're slowing everything we've just talked about or everything that's on that video that I made, you could have a blade that's not cutting. It's yeah. chewing. Chewing. And when you chew the fabric, you're pulling, you know, it's not, it's not, it's cutting some and it's pulling some and it's cutting some and, it, you know, it's chewing it. Right. Yes. So, like, new blade could be good, but also you are, you're getting a higher quality blade right. in some of those surgeries yes. we're talking about, okay? You're Absolutely. Getting, and not just blade, I guess, cutting mechanism. Yeah. Also, let's just say something really basic. That we haven't said yet, the settings for the three-thread narrow, they're different than your four-thread settings. So don't just take out that needle. Do take out and the needle. And do take <laughs> out. Do take out that left needle. If you leave that needle in, you're screwing with your timing. Yes, and your stitch formation um, for the three-thread. And you need to change. You need to do what your owner's manual says. For a three-thread narrow. And on the baby locks that we have, the we don't have knobs on these. There's that automatic thread delivery system. Right. And 
four thread and wide stitches are in the A. Right. And the three thread or the narrow stitches are on B. And what that is actually doing is it is changing our tensions. That's right. Our thread delivery. There are plates in there that some are being locked down and some are being allowed to move and some are sure. being held up. There's a, It's a series of plates versus... Um, attention. That's right. So we are changing our tensions. Yes. Even though it might just look like we go boop. Right. Okay. Uh, we, that is happening. And you may change your width and all that jazz. Now, I've seen some people say, well, I used a three thread narrow, but then I like moved my blade. Okay. Yeah. And then you and I kind of got like in this little not like an argument right okay but we were talking about the nature of the stitch width right on different sergers on the baby lock the stitch width is connected to the knife yes okay the knife and the stitch finger will move move. they will move as you move the knob and i used to tell people that they'd say which one's the length and which one's the width i said well if you really can't remember move one yeah move and you'll see it and if the blade is moving that's your width okay you know now the reason that matters, though, when your blade moves or yeah. not moves, and it can, it, I can, I can put my blade, let's say, on the setting baby lock t- tells me, yeah, and then it looks like I have too much fabric, say, in my overlock, right? Uh-huh. That it, you know, the the stitches have formed around, and say it looks like it's tunneling or something really bad, like it's one, you know, and it's yeah. too bulky in there. I may have to cozy up my needle some because. My fabric might be too thick. Gosh, I've never had that happen. It, it, Have you ever had that yeah, happen? Yeah. I'm just saying, but it's it's on something that's not what you would consider an overlock fabric. Okay. Well, I want to talk know. about people. Right. Uh, good, good point. Right, right. I do want to talk about people who are like, set it for a three thread narrow and then just move your knife. You don't want a bunch of extra fabric nope. up in your seam allowance. Nope. Because you'll get what I just said. Yes, the tunneling. You'll get this tunneled, rolled stuff and so you'll have this talk about a wad of fabric at your intersection yep you know then then you're really messed up okay so it's it should lay flat it should be non-bulky it should be smooth that's not a great way to correct it is not a way to correct yeah it's not it's wrong it's not a good way to correct because it's incorrect you're gonna create a problem well and here's the other thing then you're changing the tensions on your loopers basically when you're doing that because it's going around too much fabric we i get we get so passionate about this stitch but we do want to say that we welcome like conversation right right and so if you post in there and you said i had this problem with the three thread will help you and then people in there will be like you can't use that and then we'll argue with them okay but you can (laughs) you can be the op the original poster and i want to people really get mad about it they do and apparently there's some other sewing groups that get mad when you recommend this i don't know i don't recommend things in other sewing groups but other people have i don't talk about other sewing groups i just don't I'm in the L.A. Finch Fabrics group. That's well, I'm different. in that group. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Okay, but I want to. I want to call. So queer. I want to call out. Is that it? Is that's that not it? the group. Yeah. What? That's oh, the no, that's Instagram her name. hashtag. Yeah. 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 But we're in the L.A. Finch Fabrics Facebook yes, group. Yes, we are. Yes. So, um, when uh, I want to call out or you know feature or whatever, uh, Jen, who changed her Instagram handle, she is now Maker Heart, and she said. I sewed this hoodie together or whatever. I think I pictured a hoodie, a kid's hoodie, and she put a bottom band on it with a three-thread narrow. And she goes, it came apart in the wash. <laughs> yeah, well, then it would have come apart eventually said, no matter she what. She was like, what did I do wrong? Right. You know. And so then, then 
so then we want to talk to Jen about like, oh, we we addressed it. We said, oh, check this and check this and check this. But then some people in the in the group were like, you can't use that to seam. And I I wrote in the blog post that I'm writing. I said. If this stitch is a stitch that came apart in the washing machine, then the sewing industry wouldn't call it a stitch. That's right. Okay, you know, and I just to clarify, I'm not criticizing Jen. I'm saying that there was a response to her experience where people said the stitch was inappropriate for construction. So, I just thought of this example. Yeah. To try and prove my point or back my point or, you know, whatever. go for it. Yeah, you know, the leggings yeah. class. <laughs> okay. I developed that leggings pattern and how to fit it and how to measure for it and everything when I had to make leggings for teenage boys. Right. Okay. It um, was men in tights. Uh-huh. And so I had to fit boys who'd never worn tights. One of them. I think Morgan had worn yeah, tights. He became he a, was professional now a professional dancer. ballet dancer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, he's the only one that ever had worn tights. I mean, I had football players. I had boys that weighed like 190 pounds, and I had boys that weighed 135 pounds. Uh-huh. And their parents seemed to be really worried about um, if you would be able to tell their religion from the stage. Voluminous okay? genitalia. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there were all these. I just want to say, high school where boys can weigh like 90 pounds they, and, and they like did. 200 they pounds. Did. You know, they did. <laughs> you get such a they range. They went from I think 135 to like 185, yeah. <laughs> something like that. And some of them were like five four, and some of them were six foot. Yeah. 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 But anyway, and had never worn tights before, and. Quick changes were involved. Right. Now, not a real quick change, but they did sometimes, they were in two groups, and sometimes they had to put these on, and they couldn't be worn under the other costume. Sure. Okay? We did wear them under, when it was in their show, these tights were worn under another pair of pants, Uh and they just ripped off the top pants. Okay. I sewed these with a three-thread narrow, <laughs> and they're still alive, I believe, like 30 years later well, or whatever it is, 20 it, years later. And did you mention that this was men in tights? Yes. So you can you can you imagine, if you will, uh, a wide range of size teenage boys, like, kneeling and, and no, jumping no, and singing? No. and it was the putting them on. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> at one point, we had a lesson, Okay. <laughs> And I had to go in, and everybody's in their whitey tighties, and we decided every, you know, everybody's parents thought this would be okay, but you know, we got this off. And I went in with all the boys in the whitey tighties, and we all sat down and learned to put on tights. And you rolled up the, yeah, tight. you, you gathered up the thing, put it on, right, and all this. I you had know. to teach Derek how to do that with Zelda, right, right, because he's trying to just put her legs. They don't know on, how to put on tights or stockings, right, right. Yeah. right. So anyway, those were sewn with the three thread narrow. Okay, and not only, like I said, I honestly, the performing wasn't the hard part. It was the putting them on and then where we found them later. Uh Like, you know, (laughs) we would find them like they'd been wet in somebody's trunk for a week and now we had another performance or something. They lasted. Yes. Okay, and they're still out there from what I believe. Um, Another thing I want to say about they lasted because I used good thread, too. Yeah, that's true. And everybody... They really try and sell you some crappy serger thread out there. And how you can tell is it's fuzzy. Yeah. And it's not woolly nylon. It's the plain thread, and it's fuzzy. I also, so good thread is important. If somebody says their stitch is falling apart or whatever. And good thread 
in a not so great serger will work. Yes. Because I've done that. Well, and like you said, you know, I was talking about that blade issue. Right. Right. You know, but you've made these. Here we are sitting in this studio with some what we believe is just top of the line. The best. We think we have we, the best surgers. We on think earth. we have the best surgers. Yeah, okay. We yeah. just, we, we think And that. you can think yours is the best too. And that's yes, fine. That's fine. Um, we advocate for them because we really, really love them. Uh, but you can do this on another surger. Yes. You, and you have, and I have, yes. you know, but we have seen how those function. So the reason we brought up this, the reason we had to do this episode because we just had no idea. Because no, we have to have something that we can post in that thread when everybody says it doesn't work. That's right. That's yes. right. So, And I have people that think that I am superhuman once they have done the three-thread narrow and listened to what I said and made it work. And then they say it's a life changer. Okay, so when you when you do work to make it work, right. you do need to test your stitch. Yes. How do you test a serger stitch? Well, you thread okay. by virtue of what your manual has told you to do, uh-huh. correct? Mm-hmm. And then you test it. Now, you can test it on a plain woven fabric so you can see what the fa- what it looks like. Yes. If you want. if you, so That makes it easy to identify. Uh-huh. Okay. And what's one of my new, more recent rules is that your needle threads should never be the same color as your looper threads. Yeah. It's one of the best That's things I ever thought up, you guys. Yeah. Um, especially on black. Use black and charcoal together. It's the best thing you'll ever do in your whole life. Uh-huh. So you can identify what's the needle and what's the looper. That's right. Um, you can test on two layers of a woven. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like a, a, a quilting cotton type of thing or something. Mm-hmm. So you can get a look at your, but you really want to test on the fabric and on the number of layers you're using. And then, so you, you make your stitch. Right. And then you take your seam and you stretch it this way. And you stretch it that way. Every and you way it the that other you way, could possibly, every way. way that a teenage boy could stretch it while putting it on. Yeah, there you go. Like, like, what if you put your foot through your seam or right, something? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. They would try and put them on with their shoes on. You yeah, know, okay. that, that, would, yeah, that, that happened a couple of times. And, I, you know, come on, guys. Right, right. But, so... That they, but I won the award, the costume you award, won the award that year. Yeah. What did Amanda call that? What is that? My tappy. Tappy. You Thank tappy. you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, so this is this is important that you test these to see if you have your settings correct. So if the stitch if the stitch is coming apart, right. if the stitch is looking too loose, something is not quite right. Yes. Okay. Because. That, that stitch can come out if your tensions are not correct, if your settings are not correct. Yeah, just like It'll come out would. for that, too. Absolutely. Um, so, like, Jen, I think, has, you know, done some more testing, uh-huh. you know, and, like, made peace with it. And then, yeah, we have. We've got some people who are like, I didn't use this stitch, and now I use it, and I love it. Um, if, if you really hate it, if it for some reason never works for you, we're not coming to your house and, like, yelling <laughs> at you or anything. There's no 3T in police. Well, there are. We just don't travel. That's right. We just don't travel. Exactly. We'll just do it. We only yell at Sam or something if she's in here trying not to use it. No, I'm kidding. She she always uses it. What am I saying? Uh, So, And you know, people talk about the cost of thread. You're using less thread. That's correct. That is totally correct. Less bulk, less thread. I don't know. We, We didn't ever foresee having to, like, have this whole defense of the three-thread no. narrow. And you know what, Mallory? On that same costume that I developed that for and everything, I don't know if you remember, but they wore a green satin tunic oh, over yeah. that. Oh, okay? yeah. I, I remember. 
which should have been probably sewn on a, on sewing, a sewing machine, machine but in, I didn't. I sewed it on a serger, and guess what stitch I used then? A four thread. I did. Because yes. it's more stable. It was more stable, right. But these were tunics, so they weren't real fitted. That's so right. I got by, you know, using the serger on them. Right. And, you know, my seams were all nice and finished, and they were ready to go. Sure. I, I we, you know, on the kimono that yeah. are in the second issue of So, so Long, So Happy, with such a loose-fitting garment that seaming a woven with a four-thread is often right. appropriate. Well, now, that wasn't the end of that costume. It had a belt. All right. Tell me. I don't remember. Do you that. have any idea where the belt came from? No. Nope. Now, you have to think <laughs> about this. Like, of course, I finished the, the – I'm doing the belt, like, the last – very last thing, probably the night before the first dress rehearsal or whatever it was, right? And I have to come up with the belt. Uh-huh. Right? It was the tow rope off our boat. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm down in the garage going, I need just something they can just like, you know, tie on here, right? You know, because they did use the belt. They swung it or something. So it had to be heavy. Right. Right. You know, and I I like nodded the end of the- They did a little Gypsy Rose thing or something, Yeah, something like that. I can't remember, you know, and and I had somehow forgotten or whatever, or I don't know- Ran out of time. I don't know what it was. So, anyway, we show choir bought your dad a new tow uh, rope. A tow rope. <laughs> and the old tow rope was perfect. <laughs> okay. So, I know that this podcast was not instructional on, like, how to do a three-thread narrow, like, threaded on your machine. And right. that's because every machine's so different. Every serger. Right. Like, we couldn't possibly do that. You have to check your owner's manual. Um, Baby Lock does have instructions like their their quick reference threading guide. That's how you do a three thread narrow right. on there. Uh, but these are things to take into account. You can always ask us questions in the self zone wardrobe group. And then when someone just waltzes into the conversation and says you can't do that, don't worry, we'll be along. And we ha- <laughs> and we now have plenty of media to back it up. And there are other stitchers who've seen our responses and I think have done a really great job. Yes, I know. I think that everybody. Like deserves something like a diamond tiara or something that's helps that, us out. Yeah, that. that that backs us up on. This. And I actually, I'm holding here a sample. Yeah, what are you doing? This I'm just stretching a three thread narrow seam, Mom. Just, it's just, just what I like to sit around it. and do. Just you know? enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, and and you know the only time I see a stitch is when I like. I'm pulling this apart so hard. Right. Well, you'll see that in a four-thread narrow. But I just, or I mean a four-thread. Yeah, I just barely see it. It's just right. the fabric stretching like we want it to. Sometimes you see the stitch because of the character of the fabric, too, yeah. and not the character of the stitch. Yes. Um, and this is Maxi Lock Stretch, another episode. Okay, so um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Word of the day is zeitgeist, okay? Uh, and... You can find us on Instagram. We're at ZD Sewing Studio or at Self Sewn Wardrobe. Mom? So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 